1: Thanks for joining us. Hey
0: everybody, it's Wendy Sellers, the HR lady. I am back with my co-host JC. Hey JC.
1: Wendy, it is a pleasure to be back. It's good to see you again. How are you?
0: Good to hear you. Good to see you. It's been a while. We've been on a little bit of a break. Uh, We are here today with our very special guest, Ari Gunsberg. Hey Ari. (laughs)
2: Hey, good to be here. So glad we can make this work.
0: I'm so glad to have you because the topic that, you know, we are gonna be discussing today has blown out of the water the past couple of years. And I'll be honest with you, just even the past couple months, I personally am being asked to do so much training and initiatives and projects on how to boost employee engagement and connection. And why is that? Because people, I think employers are finally realizing, oh, these are the keys to retention and productivity. Ta-da! So that's where we come <laughs> in with experts like yourself, and I'm super excited to dive into this and help our listeners today across the United States, across the world, actually, uh, and help them in- improve the engagement so that they can get stuff done at work. So fair enough. If we just dive right in and ask some questions.
2: Awesome. Let's do it.
0: So, JC, why don't you announce Ari's background?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. It's my pleasure. You know, today we do have Ari Gunsberg. He's an award winning keynote speaker and writer who cultivates a greater sense of belonging using stories from the outdoors, solving human disconnection. Also, a high performance and wilderness coach. That's strong. Can't lie.
0: That is. Yeah, it's totally cool. Like it, all right, what what the heck? What do you do? <laughs> uh,
1: uh, well,
2: let's see. So Wednesday, I was just to give an example from like the end of last week. Wednesday, I was in two different corporate corporate locations, speaking one for an annual kickoff meeting, one for a sales team in Toronto. And then Thursday, I took a I took a flight out of Toronto to give myself enough time to spend Thursday in Yosemite National Park. So I did a nice long hike, uh, I think total, I'd hike, I walked around about 13 miles or so all all told on Thursday. And wow. then on Friday, I was at a fundraiser doing a, you know, doing this, doing a speech for the fundraiser and whatnot. So like, it's, it's, it's a big combination of the outdoors plus of connecting with people and, and, um, and, 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 you know, helping them to find their own sense of greater, greater sense of belonging. Uh, it's also interesting, just, I was just in Yosemite, like I had just said, and so I was doing a backcountry hike, uh, basically straight up and then straight down. And I realized that like my, my, uh, my, <laughs> my kit for my wilderness first responder, which is my kit to help people just in case something really, really bad happens is currently in storage in, a, in an inaccessible location. And so I just spent er- the earlier part of today reordering a bunch of stuff for me to take with me a little bit easier on my travels. Cause uh, I need something I can fly with easily enough and my other kit wasn't really flyable. So I now have a bunch of stuff coming on its way. Because, as somebody who is certified to help people medically in the wilderness, I really do need to have the tools with me. I, we are taught to do whatever we can with whatever we have. Nevertheless, I do still need some basic tools to be able to like really help somebody just in case everything goes wrong. And, and uh, you know, people are just so interesting as I was on my way out, it was pretty warm. And I was watching people walking into the wilderness with no water.
0: So, uh, you know, there's, there's, <laughs> it's, it's interesting um, that, you know, what, what your, your story there boiled down to was having the right tools and then, then not the right just tools. the right tools, but the people that know how to use those tools. And that's, it's exactly what my space is too. You know, I'm, I'm the HR lady. I do, um uh hr consulting for companies that don't have hr and then training for managers that do or do not have hr amongst many other things but it really does come down to those not just getting the resources but now teaching people how to use those resources and i see it so many times where companies go and buy these fancy hr things or accounting whatever it might be but then no one's trained to use them including software. And then it just sit in there with a contract fee attached to it and nobody knows how to use it. So that is, that is so you definitely don't have two of the same weeks ever the same.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not so much. No. Uh, but it's, it's, it's nice. You know I mean? It's just, look, the outdoors is incredibly rewarding for, I believe everybody. Despite that, there's people who would tell you, I hate bugs or I don't like the sun or I don't like this or I don't like that. (laughs) And what what I would challenge everybody is if there's a particular aspect to a particular part of the outdoors that you don't like, find a part of the outdoors that you do like, because the outdoors is healing and the outdoors is centering and the outdoors is engaging and it brings us back to our best selves. And so if you don't like bugs, then go out in the winter. If you don't like <laughs> sun, go out towards dusk. I'm saying there's always there's always a solution. I mean, just, you know, one, one example also is scuba diving. Scuba diving, people say, oh, I don't like sharks. Well, there's freshwater diving, you know? And, yeah. and other people say, I don't like scuba diving because I'm too scared. Well, try snorkeling. Like there's always yeah. alternate pathways. And it's the same thing in HR as well. I'm saying there's always alternate solutions and, and it's only by working with an expert such as yourself. That somebody's able to really pinpoint all the different solutions that there are, because when you don't really know, you're like, oh, this, is, this makes the most sense. When there might be 25 different things that make more sense than that particular thing, but in their, in their ignorance, they're like, you know, this, you know just, like, just like when I, I talk to people and they're like, I can't go outdoors, I don't like XYZ. Well, there's other options. Right. <laughs> you know? there's, yeah. always different, there's always different choices to do.
1: All right, so, yeah, I've got some for you here. Let's try to blend the worlds real quick here. So following a recent upward trend, employee engagement in the United States experienced its first annual decline in a decade, falling from 36% engaged employees in 2020 to 34% in 2021. This trend is expected to continue into 2022 with 32% of full and part-time employees working for an organization engaged and 18% actively disengaged. So thinking about doing what you can with what you have, Ari, Wendy, how do we fix this? How do we get employees a little bit more engaged or maybe use some of our uh, lessons from the outdoors and bring them indoors here for a shift of mindset?
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's, um I know some of those stats are from 2022 as well, but I just also looked up statistics from the, from Gallup, you know, everybody loves Gallup and statistics and, they're they're really worried about the fact that is it going to rebound this year? We're already halfway through the year. I can't believe that. I'm almost halfway through the year. And if you are in have even one employee and you're not concerned about employee engagement, you're probably gonna have um a turnover issue or or worse, because what's worse than somebody quitting is somebody who's unengaged and they stay. And Ari, I love that that your focus is, you know, getting um Getting people to cultivate a greater sense of belonging and belonging engagement are, you know, they're, they're side by side. If I'm not going to feel engaged even with my friend group outside of work, if I don't feel that I belong there. So tell us a little bit about how you do that, maybe with your motivational speaking and coaching.
2: It's, it's so hard. Uh, employee engagement is everybody's engagement is declining at such a high rate. It's, it's, it's incredible. I mean, we are all, and you know, I, I have aspects of it that I myself I am mean, having struggles with as well. I mean, we, we, everybody is being pulled in a hundred different directions and and social media is not helping that at all. In fact, probably they're hurting it without pointing the finger too, too deeply or anything. I mean, there's, there's so much that we are, you know and then and then the gurus are coming in and saying to to do this or to do that or to do all these different things to to bring ourselves to the point where yeah we all continuously are bringing ourselves to the point you know, the gurus are telling us you know oh if you build your personal brand, you're gonna do so amazing and, and you'll be able to make you know thousands of dollars, so people are trying to to develop sources of income that are that are non-traditional but a lot of times they're doing it while they're still in traditional jobs so yeah so the question is is how can we give them the tools to feel like they have the freedom and the and the the essentially the 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 full package of these non-traditional income sources while having the actual security of a full-time job right what these influencers are not telling these people is that the vast majority of the people who say, I'm just going to go out on my own, I'm going to be a social media influencer, are not making it at all. Right. They are borrowing money. They're in massive amounts of debt. They are struggling with every single part of it. They don't know necessarily what to do. They don't necessarily have a typical day job. They don't necessarily have a typical schedule. And so so people are being... I mean, this is just one one symptom of a larger problem, right? The, right. the social media part of it. But But definitely there is this aspect of... I, I'll put it to you like this, right? I, I have a lot of people that that I have seen reach out to me and I know I know they reach out to others as well. Basically, as a speaker, they're trying to sell me on here, pay me a bunch of money and I will help you become a better speaker that get makes more money more consistently. And it's like, well, if you really know how to do that, then why do you not do that for yourself?
1: And it's the same thing with these social media influencers, right?
2: Yeah. If 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 you want me to pay you to tell me how to become a social media influencer and make millions, well, if you were making millions on social media, you wouldn't need my 500, five hundred, five thousand, ten thousand dollars or anything, right? You might be only making tip millions on social media because you're billing people ten thousand dollars. And so so we need to recognize that that um the more things that we're doing that are pulling ourselves away. Well, this is from the employee side, but from the HR side, the the H, we need to focus on what we can give to people so that they feel empowered. So they feel engaged, that they feel like they have, like they're valued. You know, I mean, I was in a a car a while back coming away from a keynote. um, So it was actually two conferences at, or two events at the same hotel. And I shared a cab with a speaker from the other event and we were talking and everything. And so she had done a lot of NLP work. She had, you know, she does some really amazing work out of, um, I want to say Iowa, uh, where she uses like light therapy to like help people with dementia or Parkinson's. I mean, really cool stuff and everything, Dr. Ella Fitzgerald. Uh, and so she was talking to me and she, and she said two things, which literally have been on my mind almost daily ever since we met like a few months ago and whatnot. And, And those things are, you know, am I enough? And will i be loved right two questions that all of us have you know just constantly circulating around our head am i enough will i be loved and so if we as if if the hr departments can kind of talk to these particular points right i mean the, the what what are those really what are those questions really signifying is that greater sense of belonging right do i belong in, with the people that i'm around like right do i have that love and am i enough to be who i say that i am right like that's hitting the imposter syndromes they're very deep questions uh and you know they've they've been not bothering me but bothering me ever since she said them like you know like bothering me in the sense of like how can i work them into more materials and how can i like you know just develop them into greater ideas and stuff like that and she may have been quoting tony robbins i'm not sure i know she mentioned that she is a tony robbins aficionado so i don't want to like misquote these questions have just been go ahead
0: now, I was going to say, it's just interesting that you say this. I literally just had a conversation with somebody last night with these similar questions. It was on a personal life, but it, it can totally relate back to the workplace. Um, we're running out of time in episode one here, but I want to continue this conversation in episode two of five in our series of boosting employee engagement and connection and wrap up with what you're going at, which is, you know, the sense of belonging. Am I enough in this workplace? Do I feel like I belong? Do I feel like maybe we won't use the word love in HR land, right? (laughs) But we will definitely be more of the um, (laughs) will I be cared about, right? So with that, everybody, we will be right back in episode two. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.